Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast produced by Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. My guest today is Dr. Ben Thompson, and he is going to speak to us about tinnitus or tinnitus, and we're going to get all the answers that you need. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ben Thompson. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to be here, Bob. I've been following you for a while. I'm so glad to be a part of the Bob and Brad show. Well, we're super excited to have you because we have many people inquire about tinnitus. So a great topic. I mean, it really, a lot of people are suffering from it. So um, can you first give us your backstory, a little background? Absolutely. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson. I'm an audiologist based in Northern California. I initially became interested in sound and hearing with my personal love of music and hearing protection and understanding how sound, which we love, can also damage our hearing and lead to adverse medical conditions. I completed my graduate program, Doctor of Audiology and Audiology Residency in San Francisco at University of California, UCSF. At, at that place, what I learned at the university hospital was that tinnitus, also pronounced tinnitus, is a very right. underserved condition and it affects millions of people. The treatments, the, the management strategies, the solutions do require expertise. And I was fortunate enough to build up that expertise, eventually starting a YouTube channel, educational information for tinnitus and hearing loss. And then eventually starting a company, Treble Health, which provides online telehealth services for those conditions. And that's your web website too, right? That's correct. Treble yes, Health. Treble Health is our company. That's how we help people with tinnitus. And your YouTube channel is Triple Health, right? That's correct. Yes. A young YouTube channel compared to your tried and true, uh, long time Bob <laughs> yeah, and Brad. Unfortunately, we've been around a long time. Yeah. So we've got questions from our followers on Facebook and then we got ours. So we got a lot of questions. Um, you already mentioned uh, tinnitus is in the millions. Is that, uh, do you have a certain percentage of people that get it or Yes, I do. Yes. So the research in the United States has shown that between 10 and 20% of the population has tinnitus. Oh my God. And what we need to specify here is that for most people who experience an occasional ringing, buzzing, hissing sound in the ears, it's not a problem, right? There's, sure. there's certain conditions or certain phenomenons that happen in the body that are not necessarily uh, a disease or something that we need to fix. And for most people with tinnitus, it's something that's not bothersome, but they notice it. However, for 10% of people who have tinnitus, it is very bothersome. And there are not so many solutions out there. There's not so many medical professionals who are well-trained in how to sure. improve tinnitus as well. Is it uh, considered a disease or is it a syndrome or It's what? considered a symptom, actually. It's considered oh, sure. Gotcha. So um, you, you, you kind of alluded to the fact what it sounds like, uh, but what is, are some of the suspected causes of tinnitus? For the most common cause of tinnitus, we have hearing loss, whether that's age-related progressive hearing loss or noise-induced hearing loss from gunfire, loud noise exposure, concerts, music, uh, power tools, that can have a long-term, long-tail impact on hearing, which can lead to tinnitus. So the most common representation is 
First, I have a hearing loss from some cause. And then because of that, the brain creates this phantom sound response, which is tinnitus. So tinnitus is the most common symptom of hearing loss. There are other medical causes to tinnitus. And it's important for those listening or watching who have tinnitus to remember there is not one tinnitus. There are different causes and different treatments and management strategies depending on the cause. The other common causes are stress-induced or stress-related tinnitus where the nervous system, the central nervous system can be so built up that it releases this high-pitched sound as an effect. Additionally, TMJ, jaw concerns, and upper neck asymmetries can lead to tinnitus and can have medical treatments. I think we touched upon that later, but uh, can a head injury cause tinnitus? Concussion, head injury can cause tinnitus neurologically in the brain, as well as that a head injury can cause a hearing loss in the ear and the bones around the ear, which leads to tinnitus. And finally, a head injury related to the neck can cause tinnitus with the source in the upper neck. Gotcha. So as, you, as, you, as we see here, it's important to know the details right. because Get checked out. if someone misses one of these potential causes, then we might be missing the very treatment that could help them. Uh, here's a Facebook question. Uh, does this symptom increase your chance of deafness or hearing decline? Really, really important question. Really important question. My team of audiologists, hearing and tinnitus specialists and I, we have a lot of telehealth conversations. We talk with a lot of patients. We have a lot of counseling and consultation as well. And a common fear is that tinnitus will get worse over time because if I can manage it now, I don't know what will happen if it gets louder and more out of control. Right. Well, here's the important point for everyone to know is that your hearing, Bob, my hearing, everyone in our family's hearing, it progressively gets worse as we age. It's one of the five senses that progressively declines over time. We can't stop that. That's inevitable. Tinnitus, however, even though it is related and correlated to hearing loss, does not and often does not inevitably get worse over time. In fact, it often gets better over time because the brain is able to defocus from it when it knows that it's a neutral signal and not something that causes a reaction or us to pay attention to it. I can explain more on that later. Sure. Um, Another Facebook question, uh, does high blood pressure make tinnitus worse? It can be associated with a tinnitus spike. A tinnitus spike is considered when there are hours or days of my tinnitus getting loud. And I personally have tinnitus, so I understand how it feels. I understand how it sounds. I understand it go up and down. the the question here is can cardiovascular changes high blood pressure um, change tinnitus in the short term yes in the long term usually not gotcha so you kind of alluded to this already uh, so can cervical stenosis or bone on bone grinding in your in your neck cause tinnitus it can and in the treble health podcast our podcast one of the best interviews and most popular interviews we've had is of uh, an ENT ear nose and throat physician sure. medical doctor who did research clinical research into the causes of tinnitus and through that conversation we learned that upper neck conditions can be one of the causes of tinnitus gotcha. having an osteopath having a doctor of osteopathy or someone of similar skill level evaluate for upper neck asymmetries 
uh, as well as looking at imaging studies of the bones and how they're operating, that could give us a clue into what is the cause of your tinnitus. So the answer to that question is yes. Does the inflammation play a role? What kind of inflammation well, do you think they, the, they the ask. referring to? I'm not sure. Yeah, so when I, Facebook I, when question. I hear, yeah, when I hear inflammation, uh, I think of a few things. I think commonly in the health world, there's definitely you know, topics on inflammation related to diet, how certain foods can have an right, inflammatory exactly. response. Um, in the short term, that can be related to increases in tinnitus, but usually diet, salt, sugar, caffeine, usually that's not the primary driver, nor is it responsible for why someone has tinnitus. Um, other kinds of inflammation could be inflammation of the ear and the hearing system, like an ear infection sure. or swimmer's ear. Yes, that can be related to temporary changes of tinnitus. And then there's more neurological inflammation, which is a bit more sophisticated. So the short answer is, yes, there is a relationship between in inflammation and tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah. So you also talked about this, but um, is it ever a problem with the ear canal? or it's your hearing or the brain, what is the main cause? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to ask you, Bob, actually, have you had a hearing test yourself? Yes. Okay, very good. So from that test, which is performed by an audiologist, and the best way to get that test is at an in-person clinic. There are also online screenings for those who are curious. Right. Through that test, the audiologist, I myself am an audiologist, can review the three parts of the hearing system to understand, number one, do you have a loss of hearing? And if so, what part of the hearing system is responsible? There are issues related to the ear canal, earwax, ear infections, problems with the eardrum, et cetera, that are medical, medically caused, medically treated. <clears throat> and those can be improved and the treatment of those conditions that are related to a temporary or treatable hearing loss, that in and of itself can reduce tinnitus by 50, 80%. Oh, so that's definitely the first line of action. Sure. If you came to us and said, I have tinnitus, what should I do? We would say, let's rule out a medical cause related to earwax, ear infection, hearing loss. And then we, once we get that data, we're more able to uh, specify the treatment from there. Oh, wonderful. So um, what are the common symptoms? I mean, beyond the hissing, buzzing, ringing. I mean, people have trouble with sleep, and so I'll let you. I'll let you go for it. Absolutely, you were right on, right on the money there. So the common symptoms of tinnitus is a noise in the ear, such as ringing, roaring, buzzing, hissing, whistling, and that noise may be intermittent, coming and going, or continuous. Now. It's important for those listening who have the condition to remember that this, this is a this is most often a neurological sound. This is a phantom sound coming from the auditory cortex, the auditory brain. This is not a permanent change to the structures of your system. Sure, tinnitus often gets better and can improve over time with neuroplasticity, with the brain's ability to change. So, whether it's coming and going or continuous, it can often get better, and that's of course what we all want for this. Right. Um, most of the time, the person who has tinnitus is the only person that can hear it, meaning that I have tinnitus, but if you were, if you put your ear right next to next mine, to you. you wouldn't hear it. It's a subjective sure. internal sound. 
It's also invisible. There's no marker on my ears or my body to show anyone around me that I have it. So as we can see here, there, there, this is a, a rather mysterious and complicated medical condition with all these causes, all these different manifestations. Um, as you had spoken about some important things, if I develop tinnitus and it's bothersome, that means I'm struggling to concentrate. Right. That means I have stress and anxiety. That means I have fear most often because the future is a bit unknown unless you have a guide to show you what's going to happen right. in your future and lead you along the way. So troubles with sleep, insomnia, anxiety, stress, depression, often that's what occurs in the first few months of someone developing sudden onset bothersome tinnitus. Sure. And I could see it snowballing. I mean, so when, when sh should you see a doctor? So I, in my opinion, right away, as soon as possible, you should see a doctor for tinnitus because it usually comes up and the earlier we do something about it, the better the outcome. So as we know in our professional circles, early intervention with almost any you know, health condition is better. Um, and for that reason we talked about earlier, particularly having the most obvious and easy to fix problems ruled out first so we can focus the treatment. If someone develops sudden tinnitus, get a hearing test through a local clinic, sure. call an ear, nose and throat doctor to rule out any medical concerns and simultaneously working either on your own or under the care of a tinnitus specialist to start implementing the strategies that help you manage this, the anxiety, the stress, the insomnia yep. and, and the ringing and the concentration. We don't wanna wait for any of this. Yeah. Right, why? Um, is there any hereditary component to it? There's not a hereditary component directly with tinnitus. Tinnitus is a symptom most commonly of hearing loss. There are different forms of hereditary hearing loss, meaning if your parents, one of your parents, your grandparents have an earlier onset of hearing loss, then you could be at risk to have the same. And in which case you may develop tinnitus because of that. Sure, gotcha. I think you answered this question already. Um, so someone asked, they said their hearing loss is getting worse and they know the brain is trying to make up for it uh, for a certain loss of hearing range. So they want to know, will it get louder as your hearing gets worse? And you said no, right? And most often, no. Most often hearing gets worse and tinnitus gets better. Gotcha. Now, of course, there's some assumptions here that you're following the right systems of how to manage tinnitus, right. that your brain, ear connection, and your nervous system is set up in a way to promote what's called habituation, which I would love to explain. Habituation for tinnitus means over time, the brain can reduce the symptom in the intensity and often the loudness. Now think about this, everyone listening and Bob, just take an in and out breath with your nose, in and out just normal speed, normal rhythm. I hear a sound. Most people hear the sound of their breathing once they're focused on it. Yet during the day, unless I asked you to think about that, you're, I'm never hearing the sound of my own breathing. So this is an, an extreme example of the brain's ability to habituate a signal. Right, absolutely. There, but can be reduced over time. And for, for, for you all in the physical therapy world, 
the way that you may manage chronic pain is very similar to how we would manage right. team. Exactly. Mm. So are, are there any relationship between allergies and tinnitus? So allergies affect the, the nose, the ears, the throat, the eyes. The sound pathway goes from the ear canal to the eardrum and then the cochlea, which is the second smallest organ in the body behind the pineal gland. Uh, once the sound can pass through all those systems and it gets the green light from all those systems, then someone should have no problems with tinnitus or no problems with hearing in most cases. However, allergies can affect my eardrum through an ear infection or inflammation of that region. And that can create a temporary tinnitus related to the allergies, or it can change the baseline level of tinnitus. Sure, gotcha. So um, any specific medicines that can cause the side effect of tinnitus? There are many. There are many documented medications that can cause tinnitus. Now, for those who work closely with tinnitus individuals in our community, we know that there's actually so many things that can spike tinnitus. It's a sensitive medical condition. And sometimes it's referred to as the barometer of our nervous system, because if things are out of balance, it can get louder. If I'm stressed, it can get louder. If I take a certain medication, it can get louder. So my, my response here is, yes, there are certain medications that can cause tinnitus. The most extreme ones are not common, and those are medications that are used during chemotherapy or medications that are, are in the mycin family. That's not something that the average person would take, and it's definitely not something you can take over the counter. Right. Um, you know, so with that in mind, of course, if you're considering whether your medications are affecting your tinnitus, speak to a good audiologist and speak to a good physician who can take a full inventory of what medications you've started to see if that lined up with the onset of an increase in your sure. Makes sense. So a Facebook question. Um, my tinnitus seems to get worse tonight. Is it my imagination or is it possible? It is possible. In our community, there are certain manifestations or changes to tinnitus that we may not have a physiological explanation as to why that happens. However, we do know certain things can be par for the course with living with tinnitus and managing it. One of those is that waking up after sleep, for example, in the middle of the night or after a nap, tinnitus levels, the baseline level of tinnitus seems to be much higher. That's something that mm. does happen to a lot of other people. And as someone sure. myself who interfaces with this community a lot, I can say, and can validate that is something that can happen. There are strategies and methods to respond to that so that it doesn't affect us so much. Um, there's not necessarily a, a physiological error or abnormality that needs to be worked on because of it. Very good. So uh, four people are interested in this question. Is there any evidence that water retention from excessive uh, sodium intake worsens tinnitus? There is not strong evidence to suggest that increases in sodium are linked to increases in tinnitus. That's at a population level, however. And for individuals, the way that sodium interacts with their body and their nervous system, their tinnitus, can, salt can spike tinnitus for on an individual basis. Gotcha. So it's, if that's a concern or if one is wondering 
then we, we can guide them or they can be under supervision to restrict their salts and monitor to see if that independently can be linked to changes in tinnitus. Overall at a population level, you can enjoy salt, you can enjoy sugars, of course, you know, in moderation, you can also enjoy alcohol and that's not, you can still get better with tinnitus while using any of those substances. Gotcha. So are there, I think you talked about this already, are the subtypes? The subtypes are classified. Uh, there's three major subtypes that make up about 80% of the causes of tinnitus. And if you're in one subtype, it does not mean it's exclusive. You can have multiple factors here at once. Gotcha. The most common would be hearing loss. The second would be stress-induced. And the third would be what's called somatic, typically related to the jaw or the neck. It's also other cardiovascular conditions that can cause tinnitus and a whole other list of potential causes, but those make up the most three. And the most common example that we see at Treble Health, at our telehealth company, is that when someone has a slow progressive hearing loss, where they're maybe noticing a little difficulty hearing, maybe they're you know, between 40 and 65, 70 years old, maybe they're noticing some slow progressive hearing loss, but what really rocks them is that suddenly out of nowhere, the ringing sound in the ears or the brain increases and it stays there for a matter of days, weeks, or months. And that's, that's a common subtype where, yes, there's two factors involved most often. It's the progressive hearing loss plus stress-induced nervous system reaction. Gotcha. So someone talked about uh, pulsating tinnitus. Yes. Imagine that you hear the sound of your heartbeat vibrating in your, ear. Yeah. in your ear, whether it's one ear, both ears, maybe you already had some ringing before that and now it's vibrating and uh, synchronized with the heartbeat. That's called pulsatile or pulsating tinnitus. And it's often linked to cardiovascular conditions related to veins or arteries around the ear, around the neck, around the head, we need a comprehensive medical workup to take certain tests to have a well-trained physician look at the potential causes there from the cardiovascular system. So that's really not typical. I mean, it's, it's not, not, it's not, not part of three that you mentioned. Correct. It's not typical. It's a, it's a small minority of the overall cases of tinnitus. And it, so, is, it is, it is one of the types of tinnitus where, uh, it can be potentially something serious. So definitely a good idea to right, have it. Why are you checked out, right? Does tinnitus um, generally come on gradually or does it come on all at once? For the population, it comes on gradually. And this may be after going to a lot of concerts, you start sure. to notice a yeah, little bit more sense. and more that you were hearing some ringing when you were in a quiet place, maybe trying to fall asleep at night or in a quiet room. Um, and, and that's usually more manageable because when it's relatively low, relatively soft, slowly progressive, it, it's, we can work on it, use resources, reach out for help if we need it. The minority of cases come on suddenly and go from a, a one out of 10, or I never even heard tinnitus before up to an eight out of 10 intensity effect, affecting sleep, stress, oh, anxiety. Wow that can really change someone's life overnight. Right. And of course, you know, we, we, we're, we're kind and compassionate in this field because it's a rather hard 
symptom to live with, let alone, you know, work at and, and improve, which is, which is possible. And we're really proud to help people improve this condition, which, you know, quite honestly, Bob, what happens a lot and what's part of our mission to change is the, as individuals develop sudden tinnitus, they go to the ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor. Many ear, nose, and throat doctors are not well-trained in all of these nuances that sure. we're talking about, surprisingly. Um, because there is no medical cure for tinnitus. However, if I come in sudden tinnitus, it's an eight out of 10. And the doctor tells me there's no cure. You just have to live with it. That sets off the right anxiety, sets off the limbic system, anxiety, fear, stress just got worse. Lack of sleep. What we know in our field as audiologists is that it, it can go from an eight out of 10 tinnitus level down to a two or three out of 10 in a period of months. And that's probably very similar to some conditions you work with in the physical therapy pain domain, correct? And then it becomes manageable. Correct. And Dr. Thompson, you come across as a very caring individual. So um, so is this often in just one ear or is it both ears? It's often, it's, it's most common perceived as both ears or center of the head. Gotcha. And and the source is the auditory brain. The auditory brain is creating this phantom sound response because most often the ears are not passing all the signal through that they used to. So think about phantom limb. When military veterans, for example, lose an arm or a hand, and they can perceive sensation. They can perceive pain and feeling of that hand or right. arm that was exactly. And that's coming from the, the brain, the, the, right. you know, the high-level right. brain. Similar thing, if you're losing a bit of your hearing, soft, high-pitched sounds, clarity of speech isn't what it used to be, then the brain itself creates this phantom sound response, which is a high-pitched sound that you only hear in soft places. So sure. there is that correlation. And hopefully that helps the audience understand that this is not only an ear phenomenon, but also a brain phenomenon. Right, right. Is there a cure? Tinnitus, is there a cure? The short answer is no, there is no cure. And I want to bring an important point here is that many medical conditions do not have a cure. Let's make that clear. Anxiety, stress, cancer, those are common examples of things that affect millions of people. Don't have a cure can often be managed and people go on to live healthy, happy lives. So the leading research into tinnitus is looking at things like restoring the cells of the hearing organ that may be contributing to the tinnitus. Other types of tinnitus research looks at the neurological brain and certain neurotransmitters, certain changes to the chemistry of the brain and how that may reduce tinnitus. I will say that in my lifetime, I'm hopeful that there are medications or procedures that can significantly reduce some types of tinnitus. My prediction will be there will not be a one-all, all-for-one tinnitus cure, pop the pill, take the surgery, do a procedure, because there's so many different subtypes and causes. Gotcha. Maybe Elon Musk with his Neuralink will come up with an idea. So um, I'm going to start with some YouTubers. One claims she improves her tinnitus by tugging our ear. 
Hot? Yes. So tugging on the ear, what does that do? Well, if you if I open the jaw and I tug on the ear, I'm moving two different parts of the anatomy, the ear canal, as well as the eustachian tube. So the eustachian tube is the tube that allows us to equalize our ears when we're flying in a plane right. or diving underwater in a pool, blowing out, we equalize the pressure behind the eardrum. If someone has pressure, inflammation, allergy, they may have some tinnitus that's linked to their eustachian tube or that area around the eardrum. So in that case, that would be the only reason why tugging on the ear is going to be associated with improving or changing tinnitus. Gotcha. Makes sense. So another YouTuber said a modified version of a tapping technique where they tap on the back of the head by Jan Stridham. Yes, I'm familiar with this tapping technique. I've listened to the you know, technique. I've looked at the comments. One thing that's important in for any doctor, for any medical specialist, but especially in something that it, there's not a hard and fast cure, that there's multiple different perspectives and different ways to manage it, is to have an open mind. Right? Sure. Many times as, as a doctor, as an audiologist, I don't know. And I'm proud to say that, but I am willing to look into the possibility that it could be. So for this specific technique, which I do not recommend, by the way, is uh, you, you put your fingers behind your ears and you're tapping on the bone right. behind your ears, which is called the mastoid bone. So you might look at the comments on YouTube and say, oh my God, this is helping so many people. That's what it looked like. And, right. I, and you know, I did it myself. It didn't change my tinnitus. I asked our yeah. community, people in the comments. I made a review of it on YouTube myself. The short answer yeah. is that it can temporarily change the perception of tinnitus for no longer than a minute. And therefore it is associated with temporary relief, but functionally that doesn't do you something that if you work at every day, it's going to change your baseline level. Sure. Is it a bit of a placebo effect? Do you think? It could be a bit of a placebo effect as well as that bone behind the ear is exactly where the hearing organ sits. Gotcha. So sudden changes to the hearing system can change the perception of tinnitus and remember, yes, like we had mentioned, that uh, this could be partly a placebo effect because tinnitus is linked to our psychology, to the fight or flight mechanism that's analyzing everything and, and categorize, categorizing it as, is this something important or is this neutral? And if there is an association of this could get better, hence a placebo effect, then in the short term, it could lead to that effect. Um, so you don't need to try that. But if you wanted to, there's no negative side effects. Gotcha. So do hearing aids help? Good question. There's two major types of tinnitus. One is, is your hearing in the normal range? Meaning you got a hearing test and it showed normal hearing and you still have this bothersome tinnitus. And that's actually, yeah, I have normal hearing. My tinnitus is not bothersome most of the time. Uh, however, I have normal hearing. If I look really specific with certain tests, it shows my hearing is not what it used to be 10 years ago because I've gone to a lot of concerts, I've been around a lot of noise, et cetera. But still, I'm in that category of overall healthy hearing. I have tinnitus. The other group would be there's a hearing loss documented through a hearing test reviewed by an audiologist. 
and there's tinnitus. Both groups can have success with treatment of tinnitus through the use of devices on the ears. So for those who have hearing loss, hearing aids that are programmed for tinnitus by a tinnitus specialized audiologist can be set up to help retrain the brain and defocus from that sound. And over time, it helps promote this natural ability for your brain to reduce tinnitus over time. What that means is that hearing aids for those who have hearing loss are some of the best treatments and definitely in the top three of things you should try if you're having bothersome tinnitus and you have hearing loss. Is that if, something you can do online or not? That is something we do online. And we're proud to say that wow. you know, we have relationships with the best hearing aid manufacturers. It's amazing how the technology has advanced over the years because we're able to send devices, medical devices, medical grade hearing aids to your house and connect them through your smartphone with an expert audiologist to program and change the settings based on your hearing test and send them through your phone so that you can hear wow. well your tinnitus and hearing. And also you can make adjustments through the phone and remote programming and remote fitting of hearing aids is possible and very successful in 2022. It's amazing. Amazing. Yes. Uh, so what types of things make tinnitus worse and what types of things make it better? Yeah, absolutely. And, and That's just a big one, question, I imagine. Yeah. One quick follow up on the last thing is that, <clears throat> sorry, edit, edit that out. One, one quick follow up on the last comment is that even those who have hearing in the normal range can benefit from what's called tinnitus maskers which are hearing aids that are programmed not for hearing loss because you don't have any, oh, oh, yeah. but for tinnitus, what's called sound therapy, which is white noise, pink noise, low level sounds sure. consistently worn over a matter of months can help reduce tinnitus too. Um, the can you ask the question again? Sure. The question was, um, what kind of things make tinnitus worse and what things make it better? Great question. What makes yeah. it worse is anything that activates the fear, anxiety centers of the psychology. Definitely, we know that can make tinnitus worse. And why is that? Well, the brain is designed to keep us alive and the brain will make us focused on certain, certain uh, conditions, certain stimulus that are associated with a threat or threatening us. Therefore, when tinnitus is categorized by the brain as negative, harmful, bad, scary, fearful, then it usually keeps the intensity of the symptom high. Uh, so what makes it worse? It, definitely anything that can affect the psychological system. Sure. Additionally, uh, very loud noise can make tinnitus worse. Changes to your hearing or a medical condition that affects your hearing will make tinnitus worse. Stress often makes tinnitus worse and insomnia often makes tinnitus worse as well. So it's really one of those symptoms that is getting, it's, it's relative to the, the health and state of the central nervous system. Yeah. So when, when you pe treat people online, do you uh, take into account stress? I mean, do you try to help manage it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Managing stress as well as detailed information on tinnitus Helps the in itself, right? You're taking away those anxieties, fears with high quality information. I had a patient describe to me, they said, you know, Dr. Ben, managing this loud tinnitus, it's really hard. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But 
having a guide along the way, right? I know what to expect makes it a lot easier. And, and that's definitely partly what we do to answer your, your second question of what makes it better. Right. The, the two major things that make it better are one-on-one coaching about neuroplasticity, about cognitive behavioral techniques to reduce tinnitus, getting out of those negative thinking loops, getting out of those traps of fear, anxiety, tinnitus, stress, insomnia. That's huge. A lot of the benefit will come from there. And that takes work. Uh, Additionally, personalized sound relief or devices on the ears that are programmed for tinnitus and the sound therapy. Those are either hearing aids or tinnitus maskers. Uh, We're able to do that all online and remotely now. It's really fascinating. The technology is excellent. If you do those two things, then that's about 80% of what can be done. Nice. Additionally, mindfulness, stress reduction, meditation, a holistic view and, you know, check in on your stress. That is a big part of it. So all that, all that to say, uh, there are real ways to improve tinnitus and it's not, doesn't happen overnight, uh, but it, it, it really changes people's lives. And that's what keeps us coming back to the work that we do. Yeah. As, like you said before, this is just like our handling of chronic pain. Tell me, tell me more, tell me more about that. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. We want that to, uh, when they realize what it is, your nerves might be firing off. There's really no damage there. It's it's your brain that took over and is presenting with pain. Mm. What are the common areas of chronic pain? Where does that rep- where does that manifest on in the body? It could be back pain. Um, uh, it could be neck pain. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It often starts with something that was there, and mm. then after a while the brain took over so mm-hmm. yeah very similar very parallel and i'm glad we can have that yeah have that conversation yeah so does acupuncture help at all acupuncture has been studied for tinnitus it has not shown a clinically significant benefit however it has been around for thousands of years and i don't know about you bob but something that's been around so long that is you know adopted by Uh, many generations definitely has benefit now whether it's whether it's impacting tinnitus directly that's up for debate and i would say probably not but through these indirect pathways of stress anxiety the central nervous system if any of those areas improve even marginally then you may notice an improvement in your tinnitus so for that reason it's possible but not medically recommended as as a standard treatment so with your treatments, uh, how much of it is any covered by insurance? Uh, hearing aids are partially covered by some insurances and more than 50% of the hearing aids or medical devices that are on the ears for hearing loss or tinnitus are not covered by insurance. The one-on-one services that we have at Treble Health, those are not covered by insurance. It, tinnitus has fallen for so many years in this mysterious category of healthcare where sure. ENT doctors don't necessarily know what to do with people who have bothersome tinnitus. A lot of audiologists are not specialists in tinnitus. And there's so much overlap with psychology, anxiety, stress management, that it, it, it creates a very you know, unique individual patient journey that we've been focusing on. Uh, 
I hope in my lifetime and over the next years to come that tinnitus that we can prove getting this care for tinnitus and having insurances pay for it actually saves them money in the long run because it's helping them with their outcomes right. and their quality of life. Do you have a sense of how many people get better with your treatment? I mean, percentage wise. Yeah. 85% of patients who follow that system, the tinnitus retraining model of the one-on-one coaching plus the personalized sound relief and sound therapy get better. The average time frame it takes is between six and 18 months. Gotcha. Usually by six months, things are a lot better. By 12 months, things are you know, almost there. And there is this period of more rapid improvement. And then this longer tail of right. still working on it, still getting some marginal benefits over months. So um, I take it that earbuds are not covered by insurance either, right? Um, uh, when you say when you say earbuds, do earbuds, you mean uh, noise, hearing aids? I mean, not hearing aids, but that provide the sound that hmm. white so the noise. Best, so yeah, it's really important. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, I, in my hands, I have some examples of some headphones. Yeah, some Apple headphones and some gotcha. regular Sony headphones. Those are not recommended for following the sound therapy protocols because they block or occlude your ear canals. So anyone who's listening or watching from home right now, if you put your fingers in your ears or headphones in your ears, you'll notice you can't hear the ambient sound as well. Your own voice changes cadence and it changes how your brain's perceiving sound. You're, you will reduce tinnitus better. You will habituate to tinnitus and improve better if you're able to hear the ambient sound simultaneously hearing the white noise or the pink noise as well. So for example, hearing aids that are programmed for tinnitus, the medical devices, they do not block the ear canals, even though they go in the ears, they have holes and natural venting. So you're hearing all the ambient sound the same and you're getting the sound therapy. Very important distinction. And we're really getting into the details here. I encourage anyone who has more individual questions to reach out to an audiologist sure. that specializes in this. Yeah. And they could also check, uh, answer, ask questions, I'm sure on your website, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Our website's a great place to go. If you want more free materials, my YouTube channel, our website, if you, Trouble want, a Health. If you want a consultation with a tinnitus expert, then you can go over to Treble Health and we'll do our very best to serve you. So are there any dietary or supplement approaches? I reviewed the, I reviewed, I'm, I'm happy to share that I reviewed the, the top five supplements that are sold on Amazon for tinnitus. Right. And it is noted that there is no FDA approved herbal supplement for tinnitus. And I'm sure you've come across this in your field that the FDA considers herbal supplements a food, meaning they don't monitor the marketing or the claims, which Maybe I understand because it would cost them a lot of money, but it's kind of, it's pretty sad because right. there's millions of dollars spent a year on these false, false promises that certain herbal supplements will reduce your tinnitus. Well, you're not lacking a vitamin or an herbal component. That's not the cause of your tinnitus. So to think that an herbal supplement would drastically change things is, is hopeful. And unfortunately those herbal supplements are misleading. I personally reviewed them. There's some, there's light evidence to suggest that certain components 
can be used in an overall tinnitus management plan. But please, if you're listening or know some, a loved one who is going through challenging tinnitus, don't make that your primary approach. Sure, yeah. it can be a secondary or an alternative addition, but really focus on the fundamentals that work for most people. And then from there, you can try these alternative yeah, approaches. Sound advice. So are there some natural way, ways to manage tinnitus? Uh, yeah, natural ways to manage tinnitus. Stress reduction, mindfulness, those are the first two that come to mind. Previously, okay. we had spoken about the power of the brain and the nervous system to, to heal or to improve. And if we can take an eight out of 10 level pain and bring it to a three out of 10, usually for most people, they say, all right, this is good enough. I can manage this. Same thing with tinnitus. If we can bring a seven out of 10 tinnitus down to a two out of 10 tinnitus, that's a success. And that's that should be celebrated. Right. It's a right. big success. And it, and it does, it does take time. So, you know, give yourself time, be patient, takes work, the natural stress reduction, mindfulness, that's a huge window of opportunity for most people. Additionally, working with a one-on-one -on -one coach or a therapist who's specialized in tinnitus, you could argue that's a natural form of improving it because you're only using your own brain. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So do any, we talked about supplements, but do any of the over-the-counter over the counter pills work? I think I know the answer to this. No, unfortunately, there is no pill that independently reduces tinnitus. Depending on the cause or subtype of your tinnitus, there may be certain medications or pills that reduce the symptom temporarily. But again, that should not be a primary approach for this. Sure. Did, did we cover everything that you do? I mean, do we know what? Yeah, what we, what we do, what we do is we have a team of tinnitus specialized audiologists. And I believe the audiologist is the best suited professional to help someone through this entire tinnitus journey. What I found when I was working in San Francisco in a residency at UCSF hospital, we had a patient who had bothersome tinnitus who drove four hours from Lake Tahoe all the way to San Francisco to see, see me. And I was doing the appointment. So they had, already been to, yeah. they had already been to local doctors. Sure. Still, they knew there was, there must be something more. So they came right. four hours. And at that point I realized that most of what we were doing was having conversation and counseling and, and sure. consultation discussion, right? Education and some sound therapy and some medical devices too, but most of it could be done online via telehealth. So that was the original inspiration and spark where I realized okay. yeah. let's combine technology with these individuals who are all over the country and world. Uh, world right. And uh, that, that eventually started at the telehealth company, which is now Treble Health. And we have a, a growing team of seven in-house audiologists who are focused on tinnitus. And it, it is, it is a, challenging problem to work on. However, when we can take someone from that challenging point into a resolved state, they're so thankful. And when those, when those, you know, success stories are, you know, reminded to our team, we, we just light up with joy because that's what we're doing sure. really Im impacting people's mental health and quality of life. I'm curious, do you see people for hearing loss, hearing loss too? We do just yeah. pure hearing loss. 
We do, yes. Mm -hmm. We work with the major hearing aid manufacturers and we're able to program remotely and ship hearing aids to your house, program them remotely with an expert audiologist. And that's been very successful for patients, for individuals who are having trouble with understanding speech in background noise, hearing things clearly, hearing family members clearly, then hearing aids absolutely help and definitely should be considered. All right, I guess this is the final question. Is there any meaningful research being conducted to find a cure? Yes, there is. There has been significant research in tinnitus over the last decades. And think about this. The United States military veterans, the number one service-connected disability is tinnitus. It is. Makes sense. There is a huge, and there that means that the government is, is paying you know, disability to many, many veterans for tinnitus. So there's a high degree of incentive for the government to right. find a cure and solution for tinnitus. Unfortunately, over the years, there has not been something that works. There's been research, there's been testing. The, the newest treatment, something that we're following here as it becomes FDA approved in the United States is something called bimodal stimulation. And it's a type of tinnitus treatment that you can pursue and ask a tinnitus specialized audiologist about. The second and other research into cures are focused on the auditory hearing organ, the cochlea, and restoring some of those hair cells. That's also been worked at for decades and very tough problems to solve. And then finally, there's other investigations into changing the brain connections, changing the way that the brain neurons or the cells and the chemicals between them operate. And if that can reduce the tinnitus coming from the brain. So I'm following it. If anyone still wants to learn more, I do updates on my YouTube channel about the research as well. Gotcha. Is there a device for that bimodal stimulation? There is. Yeah. And it's a non-invasive device. Uh, There's there's, there are some different forms of how it's presented on the body. One modality, one company is using tongue stimulation. The other company is, which is in development, is using uh, you tongue. Tongue, yes. Oh wow! Connecting to nerve in the tongue, and another company is using the cheek and the neck. So nothing to jump out of your seat right now in gotcha. in the middle of 2022 but we anticipate towards the end of the year if you reach out to us at treble health or follow me on youtube for example we can give up-to-date information on those treatments and how they can be used in a comprehensive plan well dr thompson this has been a real pleasure i'm sure we're going to help uh, thousands of people i mean they'll have uh, at least uh, some guidance of where to go Absolutely. And that's, that's our goal is to provide information, education. We want to give as much free away as possible. Of course, there's always a benefit to having a one-on-one consultation or yes. getting medical devices. And if anyone who's listening knows someone who needs help with those, you can find us at treblehealth.com. Thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate it, good, Bob. Have a good day. Take care.